created live on Fireside. Hey, everyone on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, uh, watch else, Twitch. So if you're just tuning in, this is supposed to be YNS Live with NFL Thread and our guest, Marcella um, Rogers, who is an amazing stylist, fashion stylist, blogger. She actually was a teacher for a while and quit, not quit, retired that to follow a passion. Her husband is Casey Rogers, who is a coach. Her son is Casey Rogers, the second, who is a player and now is a huge real estate in Texas. So we are having some technical difficulties on her side. And so Cynthia is in the green room with some of the fireside guys helping her out. And I'm here just kind of placeholding and, um, and letting you guys know that tomorrow I fly out to Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame events, which is really, really cool. I'm so honored to be able to do that. If you guys are there or know people that are going to be there, if any, you know, anyone in the NFL is out there or anyone, you know, is like, oh, wait, I know my friend's going to be there because her husband played, have them stop by. We are YNS Live with NFL Thread. We are going to be broadcasting live. So that's going to be Friday. Um, however, throughout, so on Thursday and Saturday, we're going to be going rogue with my portable mic and we're going to be going on Fireside, just kind of tuning in, letting you guys see some stuff that happens behind the scene that maybe you wouldn't see, which is really, really fun. I'm so honored to be able to do that with Cynthia. Um, and we're going to bring you stories. We're going to bring you stories of why, other than seeing the events at the Hall of Fame, why other people are there. So why the women are there, what they do, their story. Hey, Cynthia, their story. And so if you guys are there, if you're in Ohio, um, hey, Fletcher, thanks for broadcasting live, Marwan. Um, if you guys are there, please stop by and check uh, YNS Live with NFL Thread out. Again, if you're on Fireside or if you're LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch, any of those places we're going to be doing, as I said, we have this really cool portable mic and we're going to be doing some like kind of rogue behind the scenes, uh, man on the street kind of things, interviewing people, just talking to people. And then we also have our podcast booth, which will be there on uh, Thursday and Friday where we're going to be broadcasting live. And if you're in Fireside, you can see that in the app, you can actually RSVP so you can get the notification when we go live. Oh, I'm sorry, Cynthia. I didn't realize that you couldn't get up there. Um, totally my bad. Hold on. Let me get you. If you go to your two lines, is it not there? Invite to video. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing. So Cynthia and I are going to be there. I was just explaining Cynthia that Marcella is having some technical difficulties, but we, she's good. Know, oh, she's coming in. Yeah, right. yeah. All we have to do is invite her in and she's good to go. Okay, so what happens? Do we know? Oh, it's the mystery of technical world. One thing I did learn is that if you're on the iPad and you have it horizontal so that you are horizontal, you don't get any, see any of your prompts. So you have to spin it. That's what we did. That's discover. why. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't, you might have to share with your followers too, because I don't know that that was one thing that we didn't get to do in the green room is have to make sure that she was following yes. me. Yeah. Um, so she's not going to get my invite. So if you go to those two little lines and do that. So I need to invite Marcella. Okay. Hold on. I was, I mean, if she, the world. yep. If she's in the app, she'll see that we're, you know, the show is going, she's just not going to get my prompt. Cause I don't know if we're following each other. Okay. Let's, see. I know I'm following her. I don't know that she was like following from that link. I don't know. Okay. So everyone, thank you. You know, if you're here on LinkedIn, if you were here on um, YouTube, if you're here on Twitch or Facebook, uh, thank you for being patient and listening to me go on and on. <laughs> um, okay. So all right. So thank you, Alice, for saving the day. We appreciate it. So again, if you guys are going to be in Canton, Ohio, please stop by YNS Live with NFL Thread Booth. We're going to be there broadcasting live, and we also are going to be um, good doing man on the street with my really trusty, fun, sure microphone, where we're going to be kind of asking people what they're there, talking to people. It's going to be really, really fun. So if you guys um, are in Canton, Ohio, 
please stop by the YNS Live with NFL Thread booth. We're going to be sharing stories just like we are doing right now. So I'm going to restart this, Marcella. I invited you to, there you are. Um, so am I upside down? <laughs> you're sideways. Cynthia, okay. you're, yeah. So twist it and Cynthia, you're muted. There you are. All right. This is what I was saying to everyone. This happens on live. <laughs> yeah. This happens on live shows. So there's, you know, no, no, no stress. It happens. We're here. We got everyone and they're going to be excited to hear. There's a bunch of people that stayed the course and, um, and is waiting for your amazing story. So welcome everyone to YNS Live with NFL Thread, my co-host Cynthia Zordich and our guest, Marcella Rogers, who is a fashion stylist and blogger. And I'm really excited for her to be able to share her story because as I said to you guys, we all, there's pivots and throughout everyone's life. Marcella was a teacher for many years and then followed her passion. So um, what I'm going to ask everyone to do though in the audience, and Marcella, if you can do this as well, if you go to those two little lines at the bottom, and if you can't, if you're like, I'm not doing anything, I'm just going to stand, that is okay as well. But there's two little lines at the bottom and you can see where you can broadcast to the world. So you can send emails, you can text people, you can send, um, you can put it to Facebook, you can put it to Twitter. Um, there's many different places that you can do that. So, uh, yep. Perfect. And anyone in the audience, if you guys, I know there's a bunch of people that was doing it. So welcome Cynthia, uh, who is my trusty co-host and, um, and we're going (laughs) to, you're good. No worries. Um, and then as asked, this is a re, you know, when we replay this, you'll see Marcel's picture and get all that. We just want to get her story out there. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. and it, which will be great. So Cynthia, do you want to add anything? I think we lost Marcel. <laughs> Hold on. She'll come back. <laughs> Invite, I'm inviting you to video again. You know, Marcella. There, there is, you are. Yeah. And you know, this is fun because she's an Android girl, you know, so this is all she, you really went over and above to join us today. And I really appreciate it, Marcella. And Marcella goes by Marcella Cruz Rogers, which is really cool because, you know, my niece is also a Puerto Rican and I love how in the Puerto Rican culture, they share the mother's name throughout the generations. Like everybody is very aware of who the families are. So when we talked about it, I, I love that you have that cruise in there and that your son has cruise in his name. And yes. um, that's pretty, that's, I like that. Thank you. That's very important. <laughs> it is. Yes. My Italian friends are like that too. My girlfriend, Cynthia Capuccio, or her name's Cynthia Capuccio Need. She named all of her daughters, like she threw in the last names because she was like, this is who I am. You know, I'm a Capuccio. We do all the work. I mean, I carried that little buddy for 41 weeks. Let me tell you, he's going to have my name. I love it. I love it. Right. (laughs) 41 weeks though. Wow, girly. (laughs) Yes, he was not ready to come out. 41 uh, long weeks. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I had all my, all three of mine were late. I was like, okay, come on. Come on. Right. They didn't, didn't want to leave. I, yeah, I'm I hear you. over, dude. Hop out. <laughs> right. Totally. So I also want to welcome everyone on LinkedIn because I know we've had people coming in and out. I've been telling them to come back. LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And if you're listening in on the replay, um, this is a, one of these stories. I actually met Marcella at the Super Bowl events that I was talking to you guys about before, which was really fun. And I know Cynthia, she gifted you this gorgeous scarf and we, wow. you know, talked about that, how beautiful. So I want to get into, you know, I want to get into this story. So if you can give us a little background about who you are, you know, how you met, um, your husband, Casey, uh, a little bit about, you know, and it can be as you know, just a kind of a glimpse so we can kind of feel who you are, your background. We already know that you're Puerto Rican, you know, so I love that, but just give us a little, give us a little, little bit of the meat. Right. Uh, well, um, actually, um, I was uh, telling, um, Cynthia this and, and she understands he is not my husband. He is my life partner. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we actually met, uh, and I am, um, half black, half Puerto Rican. So I have to give that shout out to my mother, who is a strong black sister. And uh, my um, my father, who is Puerto Rican. But um, we met, Casey and I met in college. We are both um, Tennessee graduates, go Vols. So shout out to any UT volunteers listening. Um, 
please make sure that you um, uh, say hi in the chat. But we went to college together. And as a matter of fact, I didn't date athletes. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a real fun story. Um, I, you know, that was taboo. My great uncle, um, who was affectionately called Cap by all the um, football players, was the personal bodyguard to the head coach, um, the head coaches of the Tennessee Volunteers um, for over 30 years. So um, whatever head coach came in, he was their personal bodyguard. And so once I got to college, he made it very clear in the locker room, don't go near her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that right? is. Yeah, that's my little niece. And, you know, um, you guys are, you know, full of hormones and yeah, you're not to touch her. So um, the way Casey and I actually met was um, I was a tutor uh, for the athletic department and I also was a vol hostess. And our vol hostess program was um, the the program where when a recruit and his family came into town, we were the young ladies who walked them around campus, you know, kind of told them about the university and recruited them, uh, you know, to the university. So Casey and I would often get paired up together to bring in a recruit because, you know, I was kind of nerdy, really smart and, um, you know, the the mothers liked me, you know, they, they wanted, you know, they wanted that nerdy girl that was going to tell their sons about school, getting the education, <laughs> you know, they didn't want the party girl. They, you know, they wanted to think that, you know, their son was going to go to school and get an education. And so uh, the coaches would often pair the two of us up together because they knew that their son was going to go out later and have a good time with Casey, but the mom was going to get, the sweet little Southern, you know, girl, Marcella. <laughs> and so we often, yeah. I think only one guy um, uh, we didn't get. We, we always got our recruit. We always signed our guy. And so we were kind of, you know, known as, as a good little you know, team there, tag team. And we were just, we were friends. We were, you know, best friends, um, didn't date. And um, so, you know, one day he just, um, you know, asked, he said, you know, I, I think I, I want to go out with you. And I was like, well, I, I don't think that's a possibility. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I I asked uh, my cousin, J.J. McCluskey, who also played um, for, you know, uh, or he went to Tennessee. I had to make sure I say that correctly because we they were student athletes. And so he went to uh, to school at Tennessee on an athletic scholarship. And so I asked him, I said, do you think it's okay if I go out with JJ? And he's like, no. I mean, if I go out with Casey and he's like, no. And I was like, come on. Let me, you know, he said, okay, fine. And so he said it was okay. Let me go out with Casey. And the rest is history. So sorry for the long. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I love that. That's I love it. Hey, yeah, you need the backstory. Who, who was the head coach at um, Tennessee when you were doing the recruiting? Johnny Majors. Oh my God, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I love him. Oh, oh my gosh, me too. I, I miss him. him. I I used to meet Johnny Majors because he was also Pitt, you know, and he brought Pitt to the national championship, and yes. I'm a Pittsburgh girl. Yes. So when he was at Pitt and then retired before he moved back to Tennessee, he, he and I used to go to lunch all the time, and he would tell me stories, and he was... He was the most perfect gentleman. I miss him. Yes, that's what I was going to say. He was a gentleman, and he had those guys wearing suit coats and ties, you know, and if they didn't have a suit coat and tie, he would, you know, find a way to get them a suit coat and tie, you know, somebody donate a suit coat and tie, you know, he'd talk to, you know, coaches, you know, that were near their size. Hey, you know, you got an old jacket, um, you know, and tie. He taught those guys to be gentlemen. He would have yes. them take interviewing classes before they were allowed to speak to the media, you know. Um, so oh, they were amazing. Oh, yeah. So they weren't up there, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, he made sure that um, they were successful beyond the field. Yes. 
Absolutely. So I mean, my goodness. And it pit also, I mean, our group of friends, I had so many friends from Penn Hills and one of them was Bill Freilich and he had this huge outing and Johnny Majors never missed it. That's actually where I met him. And, you know, just all around him, the, the play, just seeing our friends years after they were done playing stand up straight and just the smiles and the embraces and the love between them and all of the coaching staff that was there again and all the players. And so we just became quick friends and worked on a couple projects together. And I just, every time I went to Pittsburgh, I let him know I was there and we would just meet somewhere for lunch. And it was always the best conversation. Definitely. And I just loved him. Yeah, that's great. I think, yeah, I think Casey would definitely attribute his, um, you know, coaching style and professionalism to Coach Majors. You know, he would, yeah, he'd definitely say that um, because, um, you know, what our, our, our quote, um, and you can ask any of Casey's players, you know, if you say what was, you know, the quote in his room, you know, in, in his meeting room, it was, we have standards. Oh, you know, and, and as a matter of fact, we would give, we would give gifts to our players at, at, um, at Christmas, like, you know, I would have, um, you know, um, crafts made, Tiffany's, Tiffany glass crafts made for the players and things like that. And I would have inscripted on there, we have standards. And so, you know, our players knew that was our mantra, we oh, have yeah. standards. And that's so, so cool. Yeah. And so cool. that's one of the things that, you know, he took away from um, being a player under such a wonderful man like Johnny Majors. I'd like to see you bring that back and put that somewhere like, you know, like every camp, they seem to have something cool, an expression. And today with hashtags, it's so awesome oh, it's to like everywhere. reintroduce that it's to the game. Yeah, with our family and, and Casey has it everywhere in his office. I mean, he still uses it. That's my, my That's awesome. four-legged uh, grandbaby. Sorry. You're totally fine. <laughs> I'm just He's trying to get in on the interview. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Sorry about that. No, anyway, no. So yeah, ask away. Anything, ask away. No, I, I love, love it. it. So I would love to know what made you want to go into education. So I know you had a stint in education and then, yes. you know, you, you kind of pivoted and followed your passion uh, into styling. But what made you want to go into education in the beginning? You know, um, at, in the beginning, when when Casey and I first started out, um, I was actually in, um, I, we, we both have our undergraduate degrees in pre-law, uh, political science, and um, I was headed to UT Law School when um, we had gotten engaged. And then, you know, he um, up comes, you know, 92 draft, and he goes off to Pittsburgh. And so, um, you know, and, and and we find out that, you know, um, we're going to be parents. Um, and no, wait, this is 91, sorry. Um, we find out we're going to be parents. And all of a sudden, we have to make some decisions here. And I thought, mm, okay, am I really going to be able to have a law career and, you know, support, you know, my, my spouse's dreams of, you know, an NFL career, you know, and possibly moving around because in, you know, in our home, you know, NFL doesn't stand for National Football League, it stands for not for long. Uh, <laughs> just because, you know, there's there's just the constant moving. And so um, it was at that point I decided, or we decided together that um, I would go and get a master's degree in education instead. Uh, just because it would just make it a lot easier when, you know, the moving started and, oh, did the moving start? Um, you know, everybody needs a teacher, you know, everywhere um, you need a teacher. And it's when you're a, an attorney, you really need to be in a place and stay in a place and establish yourself, establish a clientele. And um, as an educator, everywhere we moved, I, I was needed. You know, it was very easy to get a to get a job, you know. And so that was pretty much um, what we decided as a family would be important. And also, you know, we knew that Casey wouldn't be around. He wasn't going to be available. And so we thought, you know, if we're going to start a family, 
I want to be with the children. Um, you know, uh, I say children, we ended up only having one very special miracle child, Casey the <laughs> second. Uh, but, you know, uh, and he, he definitely was our miracle baby. But we just thought, okay, I'm going to be the one that is going to be with the, the child every day. So being an educator, I was at school all day, every day with our son. And bless his heart, he probably does, doesn't love that. <laughs> He'll tell you a different story. Whenever y'all interview him, the story's yeah. going to be a whole lot different. I loved it. He hated it, I'm sure. But that's pretty much what led me into education. So, but I, so I love that. So that was like, it was a very, um, a very unpurposed thing. And it was because yeah. you guys were thinking of your future, which I think is so important for people to hear in stories because so many people in life don't think, okay, well, what's going to be smart? What, you know, they, they don't think ahead. So now did you love teaching or was it just as like you knew it was good for the family? Um, I loved it actually. So, you know, I, I had wanted a house full of children. I come from a family of four and um, I'm sorry about that. I come a family uh, from a family of four, and Casey comes from a family of three. So you know, lots of children, uh, lots of cousins, and so I was used to just you know big families. And you know, when we found out that we weren't going to be able to have a big family, I thought teaching is perfect. Right. And I taught everything from pre-K to fourth grade. So I taught the younger ones, the ones that love their teachers. And so I got <laughs> hugs every day and loved on just like you would if you're a mama, you know? And so it was great. It, it filled that, that, um, that need in me to, to, you know, to mother and love and nurture. And so it was just, it was a dual blessing. It really That's was. So, so smart. I mean, my mom was a kindergarten teacher. Cynthia knows actually my mom taught, some of uh, all of Cynthia's kids and her sisters. So that's what's so cool about it. Like when you're a teacher, you know, I know people that go into education because they were good in school. And yes. it's very apparent when those teachers have your children and maybe your children are not as strong in school. And you're like, well, wait a second. Not everyone is good in school. We all have our talents. So it's very interesting to me to kind of talk to people that love, you know, really get into teaching because they love it. But I love how yours was really on purpose, but then you fell in love with it. Yes. And I think that this is so smart. Yes. And I, and I have relationships with my students to this day, you know, yeah. um, they'll friend me on Instagram, on Facebook, I'm invited to weddings, I'm invited to baby showers, you know, and and I love it, you know, and it, it there's, you know, and oh, 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 I can't mess up the makeup. Oh, the waterworks <laughs> are going to start because there's, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't be uh, sorry. Oh, there's nothing. Oh, there's nothing like when one of them comes to you. And I've had a few that come to you and say, um, I decided to be a teacher because of you or, um, you know, you you really changed my, you changed my life. I, I, Gosh. I wasn't accepted, you know, as a student or, you know, things didn't come easy to me and you took the time to, um, to get to know me and understand my, my learning situation. And, and that was, that was, um, a thing in my classroom. I, um, I wrote my lesson plans to children who were auditory, kinesthetic, um, visual. I, I made my, my lesson plans that way because I realized that, you know, children were different. And so, um, yeah, my classrooms were kind of set up a little differently than most. And, and I love that. And that's how my, so I'm dyslexic. We're, we're, uh, we're a family of dyslexic. So I, everything that you're saying right now, I'm like, you would have been my teacher because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had so many t times and, and my, you know, everyone, the listeners know I was really good at communicating. So that was my strength. But then the second I had to write a paper or put something on paper, the teachers would say, you're not trying hard enough. You need to focus. And it wasn't that that, it's just that I learned different. So I appreciate, and I know people listening appreciate that you saw that and, you know, changed your classroom for that. You and my mom would be um, kindred spirits because that's oh, what she did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, lots of visuals all over my classroom. It was just, you know, a, just a fun classroom. Yeah. Right. It's really interesting to me in that, you know, here you are teaching and here Casey is coaching. And really, you're preparing those children for the type of person that he's going to get. And I'm sure there's a lot of times you were helpful to him in understanding how to get 
into somebody's head and how to work with, you know, a young, young player that you might be able to, as a teacher, be helpful. Do you guys ever do that where you have these great conversations about that? You know, no. <laughs> I'd like to be able to say, yes, we know we have that. We planned that. No. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, Casey, um, you know, he never he never brought his work home after he uh, started coaching in the NFL. You know, he started uh, coaching college ball first. And um, when you're coaching in college, you are recruiting constantly. And so he would always be on the phone, you know, he'd come through the door on the phone. And one, to, one night, little Casey just said, Dad, I need you present, you know. Oh. You know, he just said, you come in that door and, you know, I hadn't seen you all day and I need to talk to you and I need you. And so, you know, I need you present. And so we had a, a deal where he had to shut that phone off and, you know, he was done. And so it became a thing where you don't discuss work. And so from that point on, he never discussed work. And so we really don't discuss his work. <laughs> so That's I really don't know. Yeah, right. I have no idea how he coaches his players, except his players, you know, will tell me that he's hard. You know, um, I hear from because I'm very close to his um, his players and their girlfriends, their wives to this day. Still, uh, you know, uh, I'm Mama Rogers. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I bake cakes for them. And, you know, that's their their big reward when they win, they would get cakes. But um, he, you know, I hear that he's very hard, but I don't really know how he coaches except for he's very hard. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Honestly, I, I love the that. family coming together and saying, hey, this is. You know, because some families are coaching families and the wives are very involved and they are really partners in the coaching. And, you know, especially at the college level, I found and others are like, hey, no, we have our family to raise. So let's leave that at the door. And I think that's whatever works for that family. That's how what makes it so beautiful. But I would imagine that as Casey was playing and young and all of his teams that you were that mom that every kid came to that every that brought everybody together tell us a little bit about that time in your life when Casey was little and just starting to play well and that was that was really fun um you know he he played soccer um he started soccer at three and um so that was that was fun and, and that's hilarious because that's that you know I called that uh, kicking dirt, you know, <laughs> but you know, at, at that age, you know, they're just running around kicking each other. But it, so he, <laughs> he started out at, you know, playing soccer and um, baseball or t-ball and baseball, and then um, moved into basketball. His father didn't let him play football until he was um, in seventh grade. He, his philosophy and, and, you know, to each his own, everybody has their own philosophy about it. But his philosophy was he wasn't developmentally ready, ready to uh, play football until that age. He just feels like um, the body isn't ready. Um, he worried about um, just the the mind, um, literally, you know, his yeah. growing and just, you know, um, so he worried about physically, mentally, everything that he doesn't think that they're ready until they're around seventh grade, 13 years of age. And so, um, but I, because I only had the one, I, I was that mom that had the big, you know, uh, pickup truck, you know, or not pickup, um, uh, Sequoia. Minivan. Yeah. The oh, big, oh uh, SUV. Yeah, SUV. <laughs> um, so I had the big SUV. So I was the mom that would pick up half the team and, uh, you know, drive everybody to and from the games. And, you know, of course we're discussing, you know, what happened and what didn't happen and. So yeah, that was uh, that was always fun. I was definitely the team mom. And then okay. when he started playing um, football, it uh, it was really interesting because yeah, it it was funny. A lot of the moms would you know come to me and you know ask you know I don't understand you know this position or that position. Can you explain it to me? And I, that I could do. Um, you know, you know, right. Cynthia, just being around the game. We do understand the game a little bit more than than the average, and so I was able to kind of say, okay, well, you know, wide receivers typically should do this, and so maybe you know you could help your son this way, or this is what DBs typically do, and so um, I was able to be a little bit of a resource for the moms, and so that was really fun. 
Um, but my my uh, my son, um, and, and of course he got this from his dad. He always says, "I know just enough to be dangerous." Like, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I know what I know. So you know. Funny. You know. But, but yeah, yeah, it's like when we say something, and even if it's really good, they just kind of look at you and just laugh. They're like, what did you just say? Like, are you really talking football with me right now? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, it was fun. I mean, I attended all of Casey's games. His father was never able to, to he never saw him play um, middle school. Well, he, he saw, I think, one middle school, but he never saw him play high school football at all. Um, this when he started uh, playing varsity football. Well, when he was playing um, junior varsity, of course, it was on Thursday. So, you know, he was still in meetings when he was playing. And mm-hmm. uh, that's on Thursday night. And then, of course, Friday night football, um, the guys get off early. But by the time Casey got to play, uh, little Casey got to play Friday night football, his father had moved to the Dolphins. We were still in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And so he never got to see him play. And it was very important for me to be able to be there for all those games because all he got to see was on a computer screen. You know, he, he watched his games from his office live on the computer screen, but never got to see him in person. And so, um, you know, I mean, you asked when yeah. he was, you know, ask him when he was older, but <laughs> that was... Yeah. Well, I, I thought that was really interesting because I know I read that he, you know, and, and I saw your husband saying he didn't get to see his AAU. He didn't get to see any of that stuff. But then when he, your your son went to um, school in Florida, he was able to come right. and see. But he said that you never missed anything, that you were at everything. Every single game. And, uh, and, and even in college. Um, and, and, you know, when he played professionally and it was, you know, it was really interesting because I think, you know, um, our son got 26 offers. It was such a blessing. He got 26 offers, uh, scholarship offers coming out of high school. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, he ended up choosing the university of Miami. Thank you. It's <laughs> um, a hurricane. Um, and it was funny because even, you know, Tennessee offered him and our entire family goes to Tennessee. We're like, oh, really? Dude? You're not going to pick Tennessee. He's like, no, because I'm just going to be the other Casey Rogers. You know, he, he didn't. He didn't want that. So he wanted to, you know, set his own legacy. Plus, I think because we were at Miami at the time, or his father was coaching at Miami at the time, I think oh. he he thought, okay, and me a chance maybe for me to, you know, be with my dad. And it yeah. was it was great because the Hurricanes and the Dolphins played in the same stadium. And it was really cool. I mean, they shared a locker room, you know. Oh, um, yeah, it was really neat because on Saturdays, you know, the the Hurricanes had the stadium. And then on Sundays, the Dolphins had the stadium. And so it was the first time his dad actually got to see him play. If they were in town that week, if the uh, Dolphins had a home game that week and the Hurricanes had a home game, then, yeah, his dad got to see him play. And so it was, uh, it was just, it was phenomenal, but it didn't matter if we, if he was playing Boston, you know, uh, because, you know, they're in the ACC, it didn't matter if he was playing Boston College or Pitt or if he was playing Kansas State, I was that mom that was there. There would be times when the team would arrive, I'd be the only parent there. And I'm like, hey, guys, and my son's Oh, my God, I love it. Yeah, I love it. He was so embarrassed, but you know, I now I think he appreciates it. But at the time, yes, of course. You know, but the he, the coaches and the teams walking through the hotel lobby, and I'm like, you know, go games, <laughs> mom. Chill, you know, you're the only parent here. I'm like, exactly. I'm the only parent here, so I'm That's here right. to cheer for everybody and love right. on everybody. And he's just like. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but he might have said that then, but I read an article from him at, when he was with the Jets and he yes. it was a whole different story because he was just like singing your praises and the fact that you are that mom and you're like that super mom that doesn't miss anything. And I think that's fantastic. And before that, like talk about Canada, like that had to be an amazing experience for you. That was so, oh my goodness, that was so fun. So yeah, he, you know, he um, came out 
and um, you know, um, he only um, uh, he got his degree in four years. So when he went, he wasn't redshirted. He um, went to school right away. Uh, I mean, started playing right away. Um, got his degree in four years, and um, he came out and uh, went to Kansas City, um, uh, and uh, they found an injury. Um, and so he came home rehabbed, and then um, his father um, knew a a guy in um, Canada, and so set up a you know a workout form, went up there, just blew them away. It was yeah. you know it was a great experience, and so he um, ended up um, making the roster up there. For the first team he played for was uh, Edmonton, and he won the Grey Cup. Oh no, my! That's goodness. awesome. Oh, ladies, when I tell you that, I, first of all, I've never been so cold in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was in Manitoba. I was, I mean, chilly to the bone, but being on that field with him with all that confetti and the trophy and just, it was the best experience ever. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I, and I, again, was at every single game. I, you know, it didn't matter if it was, you know, BC, you know, British Columbia, if we was Vancouver, if it was Toronto, wherever he was, I was there. And um, then he um, went to um, Saskatchewan because the coach that was with Edmonton moved to Saskatchewan and wanted to take him with him. So he ended up playing for Saskatchewan for um, three years. And he was, you know, like their franchise player there. Um, he was, you know, uh, the leader. Um, he was the defensive play caller and did really well. Um, I, I mean, he had a three-bedroom apartment up there, so one of those bedrooms was mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. And, and, you know, so I basically lived in Canada, lived in Regina, Saskatchewan. It was wonderful. It. Yeah, and um, went to all the games. And then his last uh, season up there, he said, you know what, Mom? He said, I want I want to go to the away games by myself this time. He said, um, you've you've attended everything. You've always been there for me. He said, I just want this experience with my teammates. He said, you know, being at the uh, home games is great, but this time I just want to do it by myself. I said, okay, you know, you're you're he's growing up, he's maturing. Yeah. So that last season, I um, I just honesty. I love how he's like, hey, you know, like you said that earlier with your husband, and now he's saying that to you. Like he just lets you guys know, which is like not always the case you know always left guessing sometimes we have to figure it out on our own based on their behavior but he just says no this is what I need I need you dad and then now he's like mom I need to be like my own person for these away games I love that yeah Yeah. and 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 so I I said okay backed off and and then of course you know he um had an opportunity to come back to the states and and I played in the NFL for his father and so yeah that was that was a very interesting situation. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, re- reading that. But so, I, I, I mean, I love this how this all kind of intertwines. So I have a question that's related, but not related. So if we if we need to come back to it, it's fine. But when did you start the the you know your style, kind of blogging and all of that? So was that kind of a on purpose thing? Like, okay, I'm leaving teaching so I can be at all of his away games. Um, or did it just happen? And then, and then how did your, your business kind of come to fruition again? Was that something, it seems like that you're very, a thoughtful person. So was that thought out or did that kind of just happen? No, you're, you're spot on. Um, it was thought, it was a a thoughtful process. I started the business part-time, um, when, when Casey turned 13. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And what happened when he turned 13? What did I he tell played you? Football. Yeah, he, he played football. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I started it part-time deliberately because I didn't know where it was going to go. I needed to see if it was going to take, if it was going to be a sustainable business. And so, um, you know, and everything we do as a family is, is thought out. Um, yeah. you know, um, big Casey, I, I refer to him, big Casey and little Casey when I'm, my son is tweet. That's his nickname. Um, and now it's out there world. Sorry, please. <laughs> I mean, but you just know, I like that. <laughs> but in, in, in conversations in adult conversations, I say big Casey, and little Casey, but, um, big Casey grew up, um, you know, in very humble, um, household, his parents, you know, hard workers. And so for him, you know, he always said, everybody in our household is going to work. 
<laughs> everybody's going to work, everybody's going to contribute. And so, you know, everything we do is, is, you know, planned and thought out. And so I knew that to be able to support him, uh, little Casey, full-time, I was going to have to be able to replace that teaching salary with something else, even though it's not like we really use my teaching salary much. But, you know, again, yeah. also everybody works. Everybody contributes. There you go. Everybody contributes. And so um, I started, you know, the, the fashion um, job part-time um, because at that time, that's all it was. It wasn't a career yet. Um, when Casey was in seventh grade. And so after like a season or two of doing it, I was making more money part-time than I was teaching. And so I was like, okay, okay. I see that this is going to be able to be a sustainable business. So after, you know, seventh, eighth grade, by time, because my plan was by the time he hit ninth grade, we knew Casey was in a, um, Christian school and I was teaching at that Christian school, we knew we were going to move him to the public high school because, you know, um, Big Casey felt like in the public high school, you're going to get more um, opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so um, I knew that by the time he got to ninth grade, I wanted to leave teaching and be available to him full time. And so by the time that happened, my uh, fashion career was, it was booming. It was, you know, full, full, full term. Um, and you know, our, the company that I work with cabbie, it, uh, started 20 years ago and I've been with them for 17 of those years now. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. That's so fantastic. So, yeah. So it was like, you know, you were dead on. It was definitely thought out, planned and (laughs) so. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it seems like as you were talking, I was like, I have to ask that because I have a feeling that this wasn't like something uh, that just, you know, happened. And I think it's so important for the listeners, also the NFL women in community to think, okay, there are things that happen accidental, right? There's mm-hmm. things that happen because again, everyone knows that listens to these podcasts. You know, I believe we all have a path, whether it's God or the universe, whatever you believe in, I believe in God, but I do I believe, believe that you know, we are born and we have a, a path, but we all don't find it. It doesn't always happen. But so I love that you guys were thoughtful in your in your path. Now, I'm going to bring it very spiritual for a second. Is this something that you like would pray on and figure it out or just something that you just you guys were like very direct, like, you're, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Or was it something that it was a conversation in your family and it just naturally happened? It's a combination. Everything um, we do is uh, prayerfully sought out. Um, every single, you know, thing that we do, every step, uh, nothing's done before, you know, taking it before the Lord first. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything. And um, because uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is our family's uh, scripture. That's what our family stands on because we know that his plan is to prosper us and you know, um, you know, not to harm us. And so we definitely pray on everything first. And then we look and see, okay, what opportunities did he place before us? And we know yeah. that, okay, then that's the answer. And right. so, you know, that's kind of how we've always, you know, dealt with it. It's like, okay, we prayed about it. This opportunity has presented itself. That's the answer. That's, you know, the Holy Spirit saying, okay, here you go. Here's your answer. So, so I think that's beautiful. And I think it's really important that I brought that up because someone's going to listen to this and be like, well, okay, how do they just know all the time? So I kind of got an intuition that I was like, you know what? I feel like, I feel like they're praying behind the scenes there. And again, cause I believe, really believe in that, that when yeah. you pray or you daydream or you, you know, my thing is, is, you know, you, some people call it meditation. I call it daydreaming to find that spot, to be able to do that. I do it when I'm walking, I can't sit and, and daydream or meditate. I have to be walking and moving. And when I do that is when I come up with ideas and then I pray, you know, okay, show me where I'm supposed to be doing. What, what did you put me on this earth to do? Tell me about it. And then as you continue to daydream and think is when that happens. Now, someone can be listening to this and saying, okay, well, I am not spiritual, but I feel like it's the same thing with the universe. You can be talking to the universe um, and getting the same, same results in your own way. You know, I just, I just happen to believe in in God. So uh, thank you for sharing that. I think that's really important. 
No, definitely. I agree. And, and a business like this, I mean, it was just, it was perfect not only for being the mom of a very busy child, but just being the partner of a very busy man, you know, um, just, you know, being Casey's partner, it allowed me to just be available to him as well. Um, you know, I, I, I was telling, um, Cynthia, you know, she and I were talking, I, um, I have coaches wives on my team that do this business with me. Um, I've had uh, other NFL wives who've done this business, um, uh, along, uh, alongside me. It's just, it's a, it's a great business for, you know, women who need to be able to support their families, support um, their partners, you know, just whatever, you know, wh wherever you are in um, your your walk, it's just, it, it's just been a great business for that. So um, that's just my little, that's my little PSA out there, my little plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love that. It's so important to me too, because, you know, you talk about, you know, here you, here you, you find Cabby when they're just getting started and you now have found a family outside of your own family and a passion outside of the game. And what I always say, and we already talked about this earlier, is that not only are you gifting your son with being able to be present for him, but you're also gifting your husband in that you are finding your own passion, which allows him to pursue his passion without that worry that you're not fulfilled or he's not there for you because like as a coach's wife they just can't be there they just really can't be there and you do kind of like you know you like we always say let's um, do this until it doesn't work and for me what I have always found is having my own passion like you have your own passion with Cabby makes it work because I'm so busy too and I also can respect that he's so busy and it isn't about not wanting to be with me or the family. It's about being committed to like really taking care of the family, but also being committed to your craft and to what you do and your, you know, your profession. So I love that you are showing a lot of coaches, wives who we really are like, we really do kind of lean on each other. Hey, you can do this on the side and this is for you and it's also for your family and you can grow within this company. So, I mean, I hate to make you plug, but if you don't mind, like how can people get involved and how, yes. tell us about how it works. No, I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, because that is another passion of mine as well. I, I just think women empowering women, there's nothing yes. like it. I mean, we have got to lift one another up and we've got to be there for one another. So, uh, yay. <laughs> yay. Yay, Brian. Yeah. Like round of applause. Um, yes. you know, please, um, and hopefully we can, um, you all can put something in the thread. People, women can contact, um, you all through the NFL thread to, um, uh, to reach me. But, uh, yes, I am hiring. We're hiring. <laughs> um, you know, being a stylist is so fulfilling to me. You know, uh, again, just speaking spiritually, we are all created in his image. And um, but a lot of women, they they don't dress appropriately for their body type or their you know shape or their size. And so the first time I put a woman in the right clothing and she sees herself in the mirror and she, you know, she starts to just tear up and go, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm beautiful. There's nothing more empowering than that. Mm -hmm. and, and I just, I love it. And so to, you know, have other women doing this business with me, yes, I, I, I love it. And the thing I like most about Cabby is it's your own business. I, I work for myself. I, mm -hmm. I set my own hours. Um, you know, I decide when I want to have a, a cat, we call them Cabby experiences. I decide when, like the clothes here, my little clothes rats. Right. Yeah, I take these clothes and I set them up in women's homes and you know they bring friends over and we play dress up. Fun. <laughs> you know, what Fun. more could you want to do? You know, we play dress up and I get paid to do that. Right. <laughs> you know, uh it's it's I mean it's just so much fun. And you know, um for women that you know because because you know I've moved around a lot NFL stands for not for long. You know, like I said, we've moved 15, 15 times in our 
32 years uh, together. And so, you know, I have friends all over the country. And so I can get on like a podcast like this or get on Zoom and I can show my collection to my friends in Colorado. I've got, you know, Angela Maxey, who lives in Colorado, loves purchasing, you know, cabbie from me. You know, her her husband, Brett Maxey, was, you know, a longtime NFL player. He uh, coaches at Colorado now. You know, uh, so we get on and, you know, we talk about the clothes. And, and so just something like, you know, as simple as that, you know, uh, Ramonda Jordan. Ramonda, right. Yeah, another one that just, you know, loves the clothes. Tina Wilson, they're just, you know, women. Uh, and, and again, we don't even have to be in front of each other necessarily. We can just, you know, we can do it uh, via Zoom. Um, and so it's just a business that um, it's really easy for us because, again, you know, we move. You know, um, right now, uh, Casey's at Tampa, but, you know, what if he's at San Francisco next season or, you know, you just, it, it's a business that moves with you, you know, you can take it with you. And it's great because, again, we have friends all over the country, which is is another blessing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, bringing the girls, like reaching out and you know, we, there's so many things we can do together. There's a lot of things that we can do in putting it on thread. We could also do something really cool with off the field, you know, at one of our events. So we definitely should keep talking about that. I'm going to talk to Ramonda about that, about doing something fun together, like maybe one of your fun events and tie it into like an off the field event and thread. Just bring it all together. Exactly. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, that, I just think that these, these, any type that you can bring your friends together and make them be engaged together. But then also when it comes to clothes, it's very psychological. <laughs> and when you have a bunch of women there that are telling you, no, you're crazy. That looks amazing on you. And then you feel so empowered by it and you feel so, okay, I'm going to buy this. I never would buy this, but I'm going to put this on. And it really does make you feel great when you have people there and you're in that type of environment. Um, so that's just the social part of it. But then also, I'm sure you're like, hey, if you want to be a part of this and start your own business, I'm sure there's so many women that would be excited about that. And that's, yes, I'm going to say that's the thing that I'm most passionate about. It's, you know, um, sure, I love, you know, I love these clothes and, you know, I I would love to meet some of the women and, you know, um, you know, put them in some outfits and uh, and help them, put, you know, pull together a wardrobe that works for them. But even more importantly, giving them this business opportunity is is just paramount to me. Offering this business opportunity to other women, that's that's my passion. That's, that's really, uh, I have a lot of women right now who are um, on my team and it's, um, that to me is just uh, it, it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing for them. So, yeah, yeah, and I and I and I think you know one thing that you touched on that I think is so important is like that's the one of the reasons why Cynthia and I wanted to do this because we want to give perspectives from all different angles because everyone has a story, right? We all have a story. We all you know have intertwined stories. We all have good stories. We all have bad stories, but we all have stories that can connect us. And so there's someone listening to this going, okay, you know my husband's in the league. He's getting transferred all these places. I have aspirations and passions, but I keep getting them, you know, drowned in or lost because I keep, you know, I need to, to move with him because he is someone that I love and I've started a family with him. So those women are going to hear this and say, wait a second, I want to learn more about that. And mm -hmm. if it's for them, that's great. That's why it's also, I love have you know, how you talked about the teaching thing, because I didn't even think about that, but right. You can, you can teach in, in many different, you know, you do have to get certified, but you can, right. it's not a hard thing to do. The other right. thing is, you know, um, photography, right? You can do that, but that also you have to start your whole business over again, right? So there's different things that you have to think about. Um, real estate is another one, you know, so I love having you guys on um, the show to really kind of introspectively talk to the audience because it's not just, it's not just NFL, you know, spouses, wives, husbands, that are going to get something from this because women, as you said, women are women. And if you're a mom or you're, you know, anything, you know, I, you know, people know that I took time off when I had my children. I um, purposely, you know, stopped my career because I wanted to raise my kids. But then there was a time where my kids got to a certain age and I said, well, wait a second, I don't want to 
just be having lunch. That's just not me. I want to find something. So hearing a story like this could be like, well, wait a second, my husband's not moving all around, but I can still find something that's going to you know, make me have a passion. It's going to make me want to do something. So that's why I love having you know these stories out there. Can you share with everyone where they also can find you? I mean, it's in the scroll right now. It will be in the show notes. We'll talk about it, you know, um, in the beginning of the episode uh, as we, you know, move forward. But where can people find you and really kind of connect? It's it's uh, it's long, so I'll say it slow. <laughs> it's www.marcellarogers.cabby, which is C A B I online O N L I N E dot com. Great. And we'll, and as I said, we'll put that in the show notes so they'll see that when this episode goes live, which will be, you know, a couple of weeks. It's, we'll be living here on Fireside. People can listen, but all the, you know, the kind of the corresponding information will go out when the episode goes to all the podcast players. Um, I mean, I just think it's, you know, wonderful again, what you have done. And I love hearing all your different pivots. I think it's so important and so exciting and, and how thoughtful all those pivots were. I think that's, what's really cool. That fascinates me. Um, because some people are, you know, that kind of, you know, I, I know we talked about you pray on it and stuff like that, but still for you to be able to be like, we thought about it before because not many people do that. Even if they pray on it, um, you know, you have an idea what you want to do. Um, but I love how you guys were so thoughtful and really, you know, grounded in your choices and how they've worked because you did the work and behind the scenes, you know, with praying and all of that, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. You have to have a plan. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's important, you know, and then, and that's one thing that I share with my young, you know, NFL wives and girlfriends that you've got to have a plan. You know, this, this, this life is not, you know, going to last forever. Um, the money's not going to last forever. You know, you, you've got to have a plan. What's your plan? <laughs> right. No. So yeah, awesome. it's important. <laughs> and I know, and I know like for sure, because like, especially in the coaching world, it is what a network and you, and you are always looking for great advice. These girls come in, they're young and they are just starting their families. And so like, I know myself personally, and I can, can tell that you're the same way. I'm not quite about just offering any kind of like, you know, just a, conversation like what what is it that you're needing and you know what is it that's going to make you fulfilled and to get through these long hours of being alone you know really when it comes down to it and um they're just always i think gracious and i learn from them as well because things change and they're just you know i learn so much from these kind of conversations too so i think it's it's incredible that you reach that you're that person for them and in tampa and everywhere you are everywhere <laughs> Yes, because I live in, I actually live in Dallas, um, you know, full time. And I just, you know, I, I travel to a game here or there. But, you know, my husband's always telling me, uh, you're not making any tackles for me. <laughs> <laughs> Stay there and be busy. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm like, do you, do you want me to come to a game? And it's like, you're not making any tackles for me, so. <laughs> so, so do what you love, but that's, you know, that's a great right. support. Like, do you do you and I'll do me and we'll come together at the end of the day and be connected as a family where it is important. So I think that's yes. such a beautiful thing and such a beautiful message. I really do. Um, Cynthia, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, Marcella, no, is anything else that you want to add? No, I'm excited to put it up on, you know, I'd love to do something where if we get one of the listeners, we'll figure out something fun to send them from Cabby so they yes. can get a little taste of it and I can get, yeah, I really would like to get that product out there. And yes. um, so we'll figure that out after, but no, I think this is such a great show and honest. And I learned a lot just about the idea of, and I'm, I'm going to tell my kids about this because they're at that age. Think and plan, you know, think about what it is that you're doing and how what you're doing fits into your personal life. Maybe you can tweak it and make a good plan. And I think that I'm definitely going to share that with them. But yes, um, I'm glad you brought that up, um, Cynthia, because I did mean to um, to say I am going to give a listener um, a um, because we just started um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, because today is the same. Yes, August 1st, we just kicked off our new fall 22 season. Yay, awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, and so I'm going to um, gift um, our new um, scarf. I know um, Cynthia's got one. Um, so I'm going to uh, gift our new fall scarf to one of your listeners. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Oh, they're going to love it. That's excellent. Thank yes. you. Thank you so much. And thank you. You know, Cynthia, again, always thank you. You always bring such great, um, great guests. And Marcel, I loved hearing your story. And if you guys have questions, you know where to find us. I am Juliet Hahn on Instagram. LinkedIn, where I live a lot, is, you know, Juliet Hahn. Cynthia is NFL Thread and also Cynthia Zordich. Um, you can find us on, on and, and, uh, and also Cynthia's website. Um, and where Marcella is, you know, explained where she is also. And you do live on Instagram as well, right, Marcella? Because I know that people I can do. DM you there as well. Style I, I, Motivation. I, yep. Two four seven. Yes. Style motivation two four seven. Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. I love it. Well, thank you again for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread. And guys, don't forget, if you are in Canton, Ohio, come see us, share your story, get on the podcast, and um we will, you know, see you guys again. Thank you so much again, Marcella. Thanks, Marcella. What a thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Thanks, Cynthia. Talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.